I really felt strongly, especially because of how, as you know, we have a main character who is a female, but I was super impressed with what Major League Baseball has been doing over the last number of years to really include a lot of female voices in their business. Welcome to episode 222 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We've had authors on the show before, but none quite like Lisa Bowes. The well-known broadcaster spent many years at TSN as well as CTV Calgary. A few years ago, she used her journalistic chops to start writing children's books. The series, entitled Lucy Tries and illustrated by James Hearn, follows Lucy on her sports adventures. The first five books saw Lucy try luge, short track, soccer, hockey, and basketball. The sixth book, Lucy Tries Baseball, hit store shelves earlier this month and isn't meant to just shine a light on the sport, but also to inspire kids to get active as well. To mark the book's release, I had a great chat with Lisa via Zoom recently to talk about what inspired her to write the books, how she approaches the writing process, and the importance of inclusion in sport. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Well, thanks so much for having me, Joe. Book number six on store shelves today, Lucy Tries Baseball. How excited are you personally to finally get this one in the hands of kids? Well, I'm super excited because it actually took me some time to convince the publisher that we needed a baseball book out there. In addition to all the other Lucy Tries stories, uh, I really felt strongly, especially because of how, as you know, we have a main character who is a female, but I was super impressed with what Major League Baseball has been doing over the last number of years to really include a lot of female voices in their business, whether that be minor league hitting coaches, all the way to Kim Ng, the general manager of the Miami Marlins. So in fact, I was so inspired by her story that our third base coach in Lucy Tries Baseball is actually inspired by Kim Ng. So I'm I'm really excited, Joe, about bringing book six out to everybody in not only English, but French and Spanish as well. I'm going to get into a lot of the background in that in a second, but I want to take us back to the beginning a little bit on the Lucy Tries series itself. What inspired you in the first place to develop this character and, and develop the series? Well, I was getting ready to cover women's hockey at the Vancouver Olympic Games when this all started. So it was about 2008. So I guess 15 years ago, uh, the journey began. And at the time, I had a young child and was reading books to them, as all parents do, especially at bedtime, the read aloud. And I, I didn't really see many books out in the marketplace that were talking about different types of sport. Uh, so I started with Olympic type sports. So because I was in this Olympic mindset with Vancouver coming and I got off the air one day at CTV and I said, my gosh, we've got an opportunity here to create a collection of books that are about different types of sport. And that's really how it began. And before I was in sports media, I actually did a degree in kinesiology. And okay. so I really care about where our next generation is headed in terms of our physical activity. And so the book series really began with this idea that we could educate families about different types of sport. And so that's why we began with Lucy Tries Luge, which is really just taking us back to the fact that in Northern Hemisphere, in countries in the Northern climate, we are all tobogganing. We are all in effect luging if we're on our backs. And then we did Lucy Tries Short Track, short track speed skating, which not many people know about. And so that's mm -hmm. how it really began, Joe, was an educational resource tool. But as I can carried on with this series, we then recognized 
that we need to inspire our kids to be active and to persevere. And that's why it's Lucy Tries. Mm -hmm. She and her diverse set of friends are trying different sports. And when they are trying that, they are realizing that there are things they have to overcome and persevere. And so it's really mirroring what we have to do in real life. You mentioned your own journalism background in broadcasting and in sports. And and talk a little bit about whether or not you used your own personal journey to maybe mimic some of the things that you brought into the Lucy Tri series. Oh, I love this question because I think in many ways, I, I think about how when I started in sports media in 1989 as a writer at TSN in the newsroom, and I was the first female, they say, the first female editorial assistant to be in that newsroom environment. So you can imagine, uh, you know, I had to really prove myself at that Mm. time, 1989, that I could write highlights for the commentators, I could produce stories. And so at that time, and then as I became a reporter for TSN, uh, I really knew that there was a lot of uh, work for me to do to be accepted in that space, not only by the teams, the general managers, the players, the viewers, number one, but also my colleagues in media. And so I was really working hard to to ensure that I was to be accepted just like my male colleagues. So the viewers, I'm asking you to be accepting of me, a female, uh, to give you the report on the highlights or your favorite team or give you the stories. Well, now here I have a children's book series with a female character, and I'm asking parents and grandparents to accept that this is a book series that is for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is 100% empowering for our little girls, but to have a girl on the cover of a sports book series for children is very unique. And it does mirror in many ways what I went through in sports media many years ago. And now I'm asking our readers to accept. And our little kids really do accept that, Joe, because kids do not see gender. Mm-hmm. Boys love her too. Boys see Lucy as a, just a cool kid. It's just older generations that maybe think, hey, how come you didn't create a Logan? And I have to say, no, no, no. <laughs> Children love Lucy just as much as, so your little boy would love a Lucy Tries book. And he's not really thinking any differently because it is a female as they are multi-sport champion. Looking back on it, if you could transport yourself back to 1989, could you have ever imagined that you'd turn your your journalistic story into a book writing story? No, not at all. I think uh, once I became a parent, I think that was part of the inspiration. Uh, The other part of the inspiration for me was also interviewing all these athletes who I've interviewed over the years and the Olympians the, the pro athletes and the journey that they took on to persevere to get to where they wanted to go. But what's really interesting is that writing a children's book is very similar to being a television reporter because we are working with pictures. Our words are going with the pictures. So I'm working with a camera person who is gathering the whatever the Winnipeg Jets, you know, pregame skate before game two in the playoffs. And what is the storylines heading into that game? Well, in a picture book i'm asking the illustrator our brilliant illustrator i can never forget him james hearn <laughs> who created the lucy the lucy look if you will uh and i'm saying to james james we need this kind of angle maybe this picture will go with this text and so it's a very very similar journey between being a television reporter and a children's book author they're very similar 
take us back to the moment you met Lucy, like not just the, the book and the idea, but you mentioned James illustration. When you met that first character, that first illustration, what went through your mind? What a, what a moment that was. I, I was trying, first of all, I, I want to share with your listeners that to write a children's book and to be published is not an easy, an easy task. It took me seven years before the first Lucy book was published, traditionally published. And I went through 14 rejections. That is the life of an author is to be rejected, I think, by publishing <laughs> houses. Uh, but I'm in good company there. Uh, but 14 rejections. And so when I was trying to find that look for, for what I had in my mind's eye, what this Lucy tries luge, that was the first story. And I had other characters for other sports, like Curtis tries curling and so on and so forth. But I met, it took three years before I found James Hearn and someone, another um, uh, cartoonist had suggested him because he did a lot of work for the Calgary Zoo and they felt that he had the kind of touch for a children's book. So I spoke to him on the phone and he is a real professional. I mean, he's a real pro, Joe. His work is all around the world. It's on wrapping paper. I, I, I mean, mugs, all of his, uh, his images. So I felt very blessed to have connected with him. We had a little conversation on the phone and I said, well, I think this Luge story is my strongest. So I'm thinking that because I grew up with Pippi Longstocking and watched this Swedish TV series and she was a very strong character, rode into town on her horse with a monkey on her shoulder kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I said, give her red hair and can you make her sporty and athletic and appeal to all kids? And can you give her freckles? And, and again, that red hair from Pippi. So James went off. He and I met for coffee at a good earth here in Calgary. And he said, and he's British. And he said, well, Lisa, I just took a stab based on what you were suggesting and uh, for the luge. And he showed this image to me and he had even, you know, sourced out what a luge helmet would look like, which is quite different from most helmets. Mm -hmm. And she was, and there she was holding a teddy bear. And I cried. I I, like, I I literally cried. In fact, I still, I I still kind of choking up even now as I speak to you, because that moment really solidified in my mind, the potential of this series and that he had just nailed her, what had been living in my brain for five years. And the man had just on that simple description drawn this character. And I thought, what potential we have here. She has to be the main character in no matter what sport she will try. And maybe that goes back to my sports media background as a sportscaster. Uh, but I, I think that he really nailed it. And I, we really see it from the feedback. The children really do speak that she speaks to them because mm-hmm. she's a kid just like them. It was an incredible moment when he drew her. She was alive, Joe. <laughs> Very <was> cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So you mentioned the the trials and tribulations of being an author, the rejections, that kind of thing. So once you finally got that A-OK, hey, we got the first one, we're going to get it into, into publication. Walk us through the writing process since, or even even in that first book, what was it like? What like you know full well with a, a novel, that kind of thing. It takes years of research and that kind of thing. For a kid's book, I'd assume it's just a different style of work. So walk us through that process. Well, the first thing that we do, and it's just like being a reporter, is research. That's the mm-hmm. number one, is is doing the research, uh, which actually starts with the marketplace. Is there a book out there? 
that is similar to a Lucy Tries book. So interestingly enough, here we are in Canada, and many people think, wow, you didn't start with hockey, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to start with hockey. I wanted to offer something different. And that's why I said about starting with luge and then short track speed skating. And then we gave her soccer, which is the first summer sport. And so what I would do is the first call I always make is even though I've covered many of these sports for many years, I want to ensure that we are correct with how a child, a young child would learn or try this sport. And so first call is to a national sport organization, uh, leaning in on a lot of the athletes that I've spoken to, a lot of the Olympians, especially with the luge story, back and forth many times with Alex Goff when she was still sliding, and and also Sam Edney. And then, then it becomes, okay, now I'm going to talk to people who are really the ones that are delivering the program for, for the simulation of how a young child would try hockey. And so I'm getting all that intel, and then all of our books are rhyming. And so it can take me sometimes up to six to eight months to actually write this story, even though it's only 32 pages, I'm trying to do a number of things. We're talking about the story arc. Is there an obstacle for her to come across? Is there something that she's learning? We're reinforcing accepted principles of healthy child development. So what we know our kids need to stay in sport. So I wanna make sure she has friends. There might be an obstacle she needs to overcome to persevere. She has an encouraging coach. Um, she wants to master a skill. And then we have her diverse set of friends. And we even have Brett, who appeared in the hockey book in his sledge. And then later in the basketball book, Brett is in his sport chair. So he is the wheelchair basketball. And in Canada, we have a domestic league. We can have able-bodied and people in their sport chairs playing basketball together. So it is an inclusive sport. And, and so I feel really good about adding all those strands into these stories. And that's part of the process. And then James and I meet. And again, I, we, I'm thinking about angles and maybe you can, you know, James, could you draw a picture where we're looking over top of this pack of skaters? Uh, and so that, that is a wonderful creative process working with him. And then it goes off to an editor and layout and all of that. And so uh, the nuts and the bolts of it, Joe, is that Lucy tries baseball. I actually began writing that in July of 2019 Oh, wow. And then I did not actually get a publishing contract until 2021 and then really got into the writing process. And now we were pleased to release it this month, 2023. So it can take two years to create a Lucy Tries book. You wouldn't think it would be because it's just, you know, it's a children's book, simple text, but there's a lot that goes into the process. Without a doubt. So you spoke about the process, the people that you leaned on for Lucy Tries Baseball. Who did you lean on? Oh, well, actually, there's a, a, a wonderful gentleman, a, a former educator who I met on when I was on the board of Sport Calgary, Al Price, who had Big Al Baseball, who, which is very well known in, in southern Alberta. And Al, really, uh, he and his son's uh, son, I think it's the one son, uh, did a lot of the work in grassroots baseball. And so Al was really, I had a long, wonderful conversation with Al talking about what are some of the things that we need to be aware of as a young child is trying baseball? And now we obviously, we have, there's blast ball, then there's t-ball, then coach pitched. And because Lucy had tried five sports before this, I felt we, and she's really around eight years of age is how I see her. I decided to start with coach pitched. 
And so that she's already maybe had that experience of maybe trying T-ball, but we want, I wanted the coach pitch and Al uh, really spoke to me and as did a couple of other coaches about the importance of, of recognizing that young children have that fear of being hit by a pitch. And so that is really a key element in Lucy tries baseball is that she is facing that fear. She's a little worried and, and nervous about being hit by it, but Coach Al helps her through that, and she has a little mental break where she gets calm and relaxed, understands that she's going to be okay, and then it's a wonderful moment then in the, in the next pitch because she has a swing and a miss, but then she calms herself down with Coach Al's encouragement, and then I have her hitting like an opposite field line drive to the gap. Very cool. <laughs> kind, of the, kind of the creative license that we have, right, that we're making it an exciting play, even though she's just learning and trying baseball, she's going to hit this great, great hit. And it's a game winning run, if you will. And so there's an exciting play at the plate for Tom, who is uh, coming around the base pads uh, on that on that line drive. Baseball's got to be an interesting sport to try to dive into from a child's perspective as well, because I feel like in, in this day and age, we try to buffer our kids from failure. And yet baseball is the ultimate sport of failure. How often do you see, you know, a, a 300 hitter, somebody who hits 30% of the time is li likely a hall of famer, for example. And, and you have to, as a pitcher, you have to come back from uh, a big home run to, to keep pitching and keep doing well. How much of that is ingrained in what you wanted to get across to, to your audience through Lucy tries baseball? Yeah, I, I love that stat. Eh? I think that is 100%, isn't it, Joe? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, baseball is 30% failure. I think that is a, a, <laughs> that is mm -hmm. a, a truth, right? Um, you know, I think that for me, it was really, it was about, again, those principles that I was describing about where actually in the beginning, uh, she doesn't get into the game right away. I actually am really interested in trying to help solve this pending health crisis that we have mm -hmm. in front of us, where especially coming out of COVID, our, our little ones, our next generation are just not moving like they should be. And so we need also our adults, our parents to be modeling behavior that encourages that physical activity. So in the first two pages of Lucy Tries Baseball, Lucy is actually at the park and there's a baseball field in the distance and she's playing catch with her parents and her grandparents outside and they're just playing with a beach ball. So it's the fundamental skill of just playing catch eye-hand coordination, being outside with your family, everybody's active. And from there, we're then transitioning to the fact that, oh, here's a team, Lucy, come join our team. My, you know, I'm Coach Allen, I'm going to share love of the basics, right? Mm -hmm. And so then it's just the basics. So just fielding and, um, and, and hitting and, uh, and then there's this game sequence. It's very difficult in 32 pages to get into a lot of and also because of this, the space on the page, you can imagine we can't really be including two teams. Mm -hmm. There'd be too much activity on the page for these are for early readers, age three to eight. So I'm really wanting to just see, hey, I could play catch with my family. And the dad also, he's down on one knee. Uh, so again, Al Price explaining to me, that's a wonderful way for parents. You get down on one knee to play catch with your child. Right. I didn't get into wiffle ball or anything like that. We just don't have the time. But it was really all about fundamental skill, being with a team and her friends and encouraging coach 
And then they're engaging in a game and having fun. And at the very end, she recognizes how she's just going to love baseball. So it's that having that, that great hit in the game where the line drive to the gap in that moment, we're trying to show that Lucy in that moment recognizes, Oh, I'm going to love baseball. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing in the hockey book. The hockey book has no uh, game. There's no game. But when she manages to learn how to really just move the puck along the ice and it's, she sees it go in the net and it's this great moment of, oh, wow. So that moment of success. And that's really the baseball story is really working along that arc. And again, getting over that fear of being hit by the pitch. Mm -hmm. You've had a lot of great feedback through the series and even in the early days of this book. What's that meant to you? Oh, Justin Morneau, I mean, one of the all-time Canadian greats, right? Mm -hmm. Former American League MVP. He has five children, very busy guy, working for the Twins as an analyst now. And to have his testimonial, his endorsement, and he really, you know, he did drill down on on that aspect of overcoming a challenge with the the being the the fear factor mm -hmm. also chris Rietzma, uh another major leaguer former major leaguer to have their uh, endorsement of this book means a lot um chris Rietzma and i actually go back to when he was drafted by the boston red sox and i remember in 1996 we were live for tsn <laughs> in front of his family's home his family home here in calgary so it's kind of neat to then literally almost 30 years later, have him supporting this endeavor of mine with Lucy Tries Baseball. And then Dan Schulman, Dan mm -hmm. Schulman, uh, Adnan Virk, uh, some names that many of your listeners will know from the TV side, Arash Madani. Uh, to have that support means an incredible, incredible amount. But honestly, the, the educators, the librarians, those are the ones too that are, are so meaningful to me because it says, and Kirkus reviews, so out of New York. So the book reviewers, when they give it a thumbs up, it, it means so much because it means then that I am, I'm, we're on track. We're, there's a lot of purpose behind our text and our artwork. And if we mm -hmm. can, we can, you know, I guess if we can step up to the plate, I mean, there's so many baseball cliches <laughs> <laughs> we can use here. Right. And, and, and get that home run. Right. You know, then, then, then that means a lot. So I, I appreciate that. But I, I do also, I don't know how much time we have, Joe, but there was a funny thing that happened. You're asking me about writing about baseball here with the children's book. But mm -hmm. when I was doing my kinesiology degree, I actually had to write a couple of essays in sport history and it was the very first time I recognized that I actually was published. I was published in a historical journal because I wrote a story, I wrote an essay, which they published from my year two in my studies at Western University on George Sleeman and the brewing of baseball in Guelph, 1872 mm. to 1886. <laughs> so 35 years ago, I wrote an actual essay that was published about the Maple Leafs and George Sleeman, the brewer and how he was one of the very early builders of baseball in Canada. And here we are 35, 35 years later, writing about baseball again, but in a totally different format. So it's kind of neat, actually. <laughs> a lot of full circle moments for you. I'm curious, though, you go back to 1989 as an example, and you've seen a lot over the last number of years here. 
the big conversation that's being had in the sports world is how the dynamic has shifted. We're starting to see actual legitimate conversations about women and girl in sports. You're having, you know, record breaking um, attendance and in, in different events. And I look at March Madness as an example. You look at the attention yes. on the women's national team for hockey or the women's national team for soccer. What's it like from your perspective to see that progress, not just from the discussion standpoint, but also the attention standpoint? I, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty amazing, especially because in uh, when I was working for the score headline sports, uh, we actually really were in many ways ahead of the curve there. I mean, there's mm. a hardcore sports network and we had a show called Sports Access, which we did for a couple of seasons and it did incredible numbers on the score at the time. And it was access with the double X mm -hmm. was subtle, the subtlety that this was a show about females who are in sports. So, I mean, we, we, we did, it was a half hour on a, a jockey, uh, Wickenheiser. I, you know, we had a rugby player. We had, so we, we looked at the, an agent. Uh, we looked at people that were in, in all around sport. And that was 23 years ago. So it really was ahead of its time. And so I think that to see now, especially from my perspective, to see the attention uh, given to some of these particular sports and especially March Madness. And I also mm -hmm. loved how they took out the women's reference. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that always troubles me, to be, to be frank, is that we always tend to say things like um, women's sports or uh, a female sportscaster or say March Madness, which is the women's side. We don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. We are sportscasters. You can see that I am a female. Uh, and and so I, I always was troubled by that. And I think that that was a brilliant thing, March Madness. We go to March Madness, you can see who's playing. You you, can, you don't need to, to identify it because we wouldn't do that for a man, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of equity, we wouldn't say that, that you know, you're a male announcer. We wouldn't say a male sportscaster. And so I'm happy to see that shifting away. Mm -hmm. And and I when I saw those numbers, I think it's women's soccer, actually, I saw in. Um, now, mind you, we can say women's soccer, but I think, though, we can just say FIFA World Cup. And I think we can see that it's women. That's just my own personal opinion. But mm -hmm. I think there was like a, a game in, in Europe uh, with that women's pro league uh, I think there was like, it was sold out. I don't want to say there's 80,000 people. There was something crazy number there, 60,000. Uh, that's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. That just means it might be a good, that's a good product. People want to see the product, mm -hmm. whether it's men or women. The timing of this book couldn't have been any better, I'm sure, in your mind. When you think about the attention being placed on baseball now when it comes to uh, Major League Baseball and the product that they're doing, trying to get attention back on the game after, you know, whether it's, it's speeding up the game, whatever the case may be, you look at what's going on with World Baseball Classic and how that drew so many eyes to the game, whether it's in Japan or Mexico or whatever, even in Canada, record numbers of people were watching. And beyond that, as you mentioned off the top, you've got a lot of new faces in the coaching realm. You've got GMs in Miami, for example, all really bringing the female face of baseball to the fore. Talk about having that serendipity moment where it's like, okay, this might actually be really timely as well. Well, I think that's why I felt so strongly about pitching to the publisher that we needed a baseball book because I was seeing how that evolution was happening in, in pro baseball and 
someone else that I was watching really closely, and I just love her call as Melanie Newman. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe she's still with the Baltimore Orioles and just really working her way up at a very young age. And man, she is just dynamite, right? And so mm -hmm. watching all of those uh, pieces come together, and that was part of my pitch. I made a nine-point reason why we needed Lucy Tries Baseball. And so I'm so glad that the publisher, Orca Book Publishers out of BC, that they said, yes, let's do it. And that they published it simultaneously in French, Spanish, and English. Um, to see that, and, and then to see those strides happening. And then yes, with the fact that, that we have a, a, a girl on the front cover, but, but again, diverse set of friends, boys and girls involved in this book, uh, it's the power of that, Joe, to have mm -hmm. that female on the cover, to have Lucy there with her bat. She's a lefty. Uh, it, it says a lot. And I would love, love to connect the dots with Jay's Care uh, because they have a program called Girls at Bat. Mm -hmm. And they have another program called Rookie League, which is helping with our First Nations communities across Canada. And a lot of those underserved communities have a lack of access to books. So I would love to create that um, connection and get a, a Lucy tries baseball book in the hands of, of, of those communities in particular. Our last episode was actually with Barb Northcott of baseball, Alberta. She's the, the girls and women's baseball director for the province. And we were talking about the creation of the new Alberta girls baseball league, which is going to be a, a real big step in maybe growing the game here. And so this is a really timely secondary conversation with you as well, because I think the game is really starting to transform here. And so it's really, I'm really glad to be able to, to connect with you here. Our final question for you, the one that we ask everyone here on the podcast, what does the game of baseball mean to you? Oh, wow. Well, baseball for me, uh, well, as I said, it's kind of funny because I was just sharing with you about all that research I did with George Sleeman in my hometown. That is my hometown of Guelph, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And so for baseball, it, it actually comes back for me with Exhibition Stadium, uh, the original when the Blue Jays came in 1977. It, it means to me time spent with my father because he actually had season tickets and uh, we we would go frequently to see the Blue Jays at old exhibition stadium. And so I guess baseball for me, it means time with my father and and listening actually to Tom and Jerry on the radio, mm -hmm. Tom, Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth on the radio, listening to Blue Jays baseball. And I guess family In many ways. It means family. It also means to me growing up in Guelph and playing, playing, just pick up with the boys at the park. And I grew up on a street full of boys. And so those were my early days of baseball were, were, were back then in my formative years. So baseball, really, it's interesting. I, I, it's funny how I'm you know, book six, and yet baseball has had a thread through my entire life growing up in Guelph. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of full circle moments, it seems, with this book and really glad that we were able to uh, to touch on a, just a few of them in our short amount of time here, Lisa. Congratulations on the book series. Congratulations on all the successes it's had. Continued success as you look at this book and, and further books down the road. And thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks so much, Joe. And your older one can now start to read to your little one, right? So I will definitely get you that book. <laughs> She doesn't have to go that far as I did already pick up the book and the kids love it. 
Make sure to head to a bookstore near you to pick up a copy today. Thanks again to Lisa Bose for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast app and leave us a rating and review if you like this or any other episode. A tip of the cap as well to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been pivotal in helping us tell the game stories in this province. Head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters to learn more about all of our teammates and to find out how you can become a sponsor as well. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.